0: Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness, more on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires, the money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast
1: is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust
0: through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of
1: growing and operating six figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to
0: riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality.
1: We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted
0: shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Good morning. Good morning. How is everyone
1: doing today? Rising without the ashes, you guys. What does that mean to you? Right? What does that mean to you, rising without the ashes? We are going to dive into it today. Um we're going to flip your perspective as we often do, give you a new way to think about a few things within your womanhood and within your life.
0: And we're so excited to leave you here today. We are so excited to really teach you, to share with you our experience, our story, the power behind rising without the ashes, you guys. Let's dive in. This is a topic that we are so, so stoked to be bringing you guys. This has been the journey for us is how to really rise in our power, how to rise in our level of greatness and excellence without feeling like we constantly need to be like burning everything to the ground. We've heard the stories, we've had the experiences, you know, we've been in the place of rising from the ashes. This is different. This is rising without, rising without that need to hit rock bottom.
1: Yeah, rising without the moment where you realize there is a problem and you need to fix it, right? And the condition of womanhood, the condition of womanhood, you guys, the things that we're taught, what makes a woman good, what makes a woman worthy, what makes a woman valued in the household and valued in the workplace is often that she can fix problems. She's the natural caregiver, she's the nurturer, she's the affectionate one, right? She's the one that makes sure that not only everyone is okay, but that everyone is happy, right? Everyone is elevated. Everyone is seeing the world through rose colored glasses and she just wants to make sure, right? She just wants to make sure that everyone is doing okay at all times right and we get used to this idea and concept that this is what people come to us for our kids come to us to be fed our husbands come to us to be pet You know, oh, you're okay. Oh, it's good. We've got this. Oh, what do you need? Right. And this is not who we are. This is not who we need to be, but this is who we have become over the years generationally, right? It's inbred in us from our mothers and grandmothers and grandmothers' mothers and grandmothers' mothers' mothers. And it just goes back and back and back and back. And these are conditions that we've taken upon ourselves, that we've grown into. And so many of them are beautiful right? To be a nurturer, to care for a family, to be loving and affectionate is such a beautiful aspect of who we are, but it's not all that we are. And this is where our power has been forgotten.
0: This is where our power has been forgotten. There's so much conditioning that lies in this, you guys, that that we've become women who are, you know, people pleasers. We put everybody else's needs first. How are you going to be able to rise in your power when you're constantly like fixing, looking around, seeing what everybody else's needs, but not looking within. What do I need? What am I willing to like claim right now for myself? Am I willing to fully shift into my power? And what we see happen so often is that we, we are willing to rise to this level of like good. We're willing to rise to this level of good. We're willing to fix things to this level of good. Things are good. Things are fine. I'm content. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. But what's beyond that What's beyond that if we choose to rise from this, like, you know, from this place where things are good to things are great. Things are extraordinary. I'm living a life like an extraordinary life full of excellence, full of yes, please, more please, desires. That's where we want to take you guys.
1: And even in the rise of feminism and even in the rise of equality, our our roles haven't shifted. They've just become more. Right, they've just become more. Now we're mothering four children, and being the CEOs, and having social lives, and being the breadwinners, and being creatives, and having incredible sex, and 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 running marathons, and doing all the things. It's not like our roles in the world have shifted. It's just that we have been carrying more, right? And so we've gotten into this habit, just like Jack said, of being this woman who just like smooths everything out like butter. I just want to make sure everything is good. I just want to make sure everyone is good and the world is good and life is good and everything is good. Right. And, and in doing this, we avoid conflict, Avi, who, who naturally seeks out conflict, not many people, but we avoid conflict, right? We avoid upsetting people. We avoid judgment. We avoid criticism We avoid stirring the pot, right? A lot of us are afraid to be heard, to be seen for our truth. So we just keep it in because we're afraid of all these things coming at us, right? And so we just move things over like butter. And our comfortable place is to be like able to see the problem, right? Ooh, I can see there's a problem. Let me fix that for you oh, I can see that something's not working over there. I can see you're hungry. I can see you have a boo-boo. I can see you had a hard day. I can see you're going through a rough time. I can see, I can see, I can see. And we see the voids, right? And if you've been following Jack and I for a while, then you know that the void is associated with the lack, right? You can see the thing that's missing. And when we're constantly seeing the emotion that's missing, oh, you need more love. Oh, you need more cuddles. Oh, you need more of my time. Oh, you need more of my energy. And we're constantly giving it away. Output, output, output. And we get so used to seeing that void, right? We get so used to seeing the problem that when it comes to ourselves, we look for the things to fix. Rather than seeing the things that are working within ourselves, we look for the things that need fixing,
0: Oh man, we look for the things that need fixing everywhere. We look for the things that need fixing within ourselves, within our business, within our spiritual connection, within our marriage, within our parenting. And all we continue to look at is okay, what's not working? The energy of like taking care of everyone else is exhausting. The energy of looking at what's not working is exhausting. The energy of looking at the void is exhausting. Such a strong label that we carry as women, thinking like, okay. We can do it all. I can do it all. I can add more to my plate. I can do all these things. Yeah, guess what? You can, you so can, but it doesn't mean that you have to. And when you're trying, when you're when you're desiring, when you're choosing to rise in your power, when you're choosing to rise without the ashes, there's no room to be constantly picking up all the pieces. There's no room to be constantly fixing things. There's no room to constantly be looking at all the holes, all the things that are not working.
1: There's no room to do that. And also that is the thing that will prevent you from getting to the next level of your life right? Because when we are constantly looking at the problems, when we've got our eyes peeled for the voids, when we've got our, we've trained ourselves, you guys, literally we've trained ourselves to see the things that aren't working. We're hosting dinner parties and we're constantly clearing plates or fixing napkins or moving the candles around or making sure everyone's drinks are filled. Like we are trained to see the things in a room that need to be fixed, curated, perfected, don't even get me started on the word perfect, right? But we see all these things and we're trained to see that. And when we're giving our energy constantly away to the things that need to be fixed, we are never giving our energy to the thing that is already good, okay? And if if the things in our life that grow and expand are the things that we are giving our energy and attention to, then what do you want to be giving your energy to? To the problem? to the things that need to be fixed, or to the things that are already good.
0: Let's dive into where your intention is here. You know, when Rob's here talking about you know fixing the things and the dinner table and looking at what's not working, where are you actually looking? Often you're looking down, you're looking behind you. You're not looking like this, you're not looking up, you're not living in possibility, you're not imagining what's next, what could possibly be next. You're looking behind you, you're looking at what didn't work, what can I fix? What should I do differently next time? It's a way different energy when you're looking behind, when you're looking down, then when you're like this, when you're looking up, when you're like, oh, what could possibly be next? We get into this energy when we are rising, when we are choosing to rise when we are choosing to step into our power. We look at What if in the realm of potentiality, we look at what if like, oh my gosh, what could possibly be just beyond what I can see? What could possibly be just beyond what, where my mind can take me right now when we're busy, you know, fixing, when we're busy looking behind us, our energy gets focused on. And the question we often find ourselves asking is not, oh, what could possibly be there? It's what could possibly go wrong? Mm -hmm. Where can I possibly fail? Where can I possibly hit rock bottom? And we spiral and we spiral and we spiral all into the negative.
1: Even with this example of the dinner party, I'm like, I've got this image of this woman who's like buzzing around, you know, and she's fixing everything and she's literally got her head down and she's like, oh, okay, what do I need to do next? And then heat this up and then serve this. And then, and she's like this. And, and for the entire night, she doesn't have a conversation. She doesn't feel any connection. There's no love exchange. There's no laughter on her behalf. She hears it in the background. Right. She can hear it going on around her, but she's in the kitchen, washing the dishes. Right. And she's in uh, doing all the things with the oven and she's missing the magic of what she's actually created in her home. When I like see the woman who's like looking up, she is like got a, a glass of something in her hand and she is just like receiving it. She's feeling it. She's like, oh my gosh, look at feeling like the love in her home right now and seeing the bounty and the abundance. And like this woman feels completely different than the woman who is constantly fixing,
0: right? Who's constantly fixing now, that woman. Why is she constantly fixing? She's worried about what other people think. She's worried about things being perfect. She's worrying about being in control. She's worried about, oh my gosh, what are they going to say? If the fork's not where it's supposed to be beside the plate, you know, there's all this like worry about a like, judgment and focus on these details that like don't matter. When we focus on the details on these little things that don't matter, what if we focused on the feeling, the experience, the joy, the love that people get to walk away from their interaction with you with.
1: The trusting that everyone in that room has exactly what they need, that they are getting exactly what they need right? The trusting that everyone is being taken care of, the ability to receive help, to allow other people to contribute to the feeling, right? How often during that dinner party are people like, let me get that. Hey, is there anything I can do? Hey, your glass is empty. And she's like, no, I'm good. No, you just sit there. No, 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 no. This is, you're here as a guest, I'll go get it. I'll just keep tornadoing. And everyone in the room is like, mm,
0: okay, I guess so. And I go, "There's that energy where people are like offering help and you're like, no, 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 you're good. Or there's the energy where, and, and this is like me, I would walk into that place and I'd be like, oh, everything is so immaculate. So perfect. I can't even, can I even offer help here? That totally is you. This so is the thing. If you've got this whole perfect thing externally then people can't even feel like they can offer you help. They feel like, oh, I'm going to be rejected if I even offer help. So then all of a sudden this disconnect comes in. You're not open to receive the invitations, the offer for help.
1: Yeah, you guys, when, when you're constantly focused on fixing the problem, your energy goes towards fixing the problem. You can't see the good that already exists. You can't see the good that's in that room. You can't see the good that's in yourself. You can't see the good that's in your marriage. How often do we say like, my marriage, the one thing that sucked, like not even the one thing, like, yeah, he never gives me gifts anymore. Yeah. He's so unromantic. He, he used to be cute, but now he just doesn't do anything. Oh, we never talk anymore. Oh, we never do this. Right. And we list the problems. We list the problems to girlfriends. We list the problems to therapists. We list the problems to our journals. Right. But what would happen if you started to list the things that he did, right. What would happen if you started to list the things that your partner was doing that made you feel good and you started to focus on those things? I'll tell you what would happen. Your relationship would start to shift into more good. You would start feeling the love. You would start seeing the good that exists inside of your marriage. You would start feeling appreciative and that appreciation and that love would then begin to escalate and escalate and escalate. But you're over here seeing everything that's going wrong oh there's the fucking trash can again oh there's the seat up oh there's the socks on the floor you can't even see the good when you're focused on the bad and even when the good happens you're like oh no it's not enough right lack perpetuates lack problems perpetuate problems fixing perpetuates fixing how often have you seen one little thing in your house? You see like a little chip in the wall. And then all of a sudden you walk through your house and you see every stain on the carpet. I do this all the time when I'm cleaning you guys, I'm like, start scrubbing the counter. And then all of a sudden I see all the cupboards with like the oil spots. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh my God. And then I literally look up for one minute and everything in my entire house, all of a sudden is like filthy, dirty. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like the overwhelm, the stress, the anxiety of like, well, how am I supposed to fix this? All of a sudden, I don't even want to live in my house anymore. I just want to like throw in the towel and be like, F it. I'm out. How often do we show up like that inside of our lives, inside of our marriages, relationships, relationships, inside of our
0: business, we see one launch go poorly. And we're like, "Nope," and not even we, we see one launch go poorly. We see one launch that doesn't come with the results we were expecting. Right. So we see a launch where we're like, okay, I wanted 10 people. I wanted 10 women in that program. And there's only five, there's only five. And we look at lack we look at the five that didn't say yes we don't focus on the five the five human beings that were like hell yes that paid you money that were like I am here and I am showing up for this and I am invested in you and I'm choosing to invest my money and my time and my energy in you. We don't we don't choose to see that we choose to see well how far am I away from my goal? We do this with our clients we do this with our money we see where where we still have to grow. We don't see what we have. And this is what causes this, these dips, these energetic dips, this dips in consistency in our businesses in our relationships in our life. This is where we, we go. We're like, okay, well got to like hit the ashes. You know, we got to like hit rock bottom so that we can like catapult out of here so that we can grow. What if you didn't, what if you chose to see the good? What if you chose to grow from desire? What if you chose to stack more on more and more and build in that way? What if you chose to collapse time around those five women that said yes to you instead of being like, oh, there's not 10. Hey, there's five right now. Let's, let's invite in five more. Next time I get to compound this. I love this
1: example, Jack, so much about the launch. We can relate this to any type of goal. Okay, I had this goal to, to have a $10,000 month and, and I only made $6,000. Do you see the $6,000 you made or do you see the $4,000 that you didn't? 99% of the time, it's the $4,000 that you didn't. And you know how I know it's 99% of the time because 1% of this world holds the most amount of wealth and those people see the wealth. They see the wealth, they spend the wealth, they live in the wealth. They don't see the other quadruple billion to dollars that they could make. They see what they have. They spend it. They live in it. They perpetuate it by being in the wealth that they have.
0: Okay. They, they don't see, they don't focus on the links that they sent out that people didn't purchase. They don't, fo- they don't see that like, oh, that person asked me and they didn't sign up. And then I focus my attention on that person ask me for a link. And I'm going to be like, when is she, when is she signing up? When is she signing up? When is she signing up? Why is she not signing up? Oh my gosh. Is there something did I do something? We focus our energy there versus focusing on, oh my gosh, who's next? Who might else ask for the link? Who might else want to drop into this program? Oh my gosh. Who else can I talk to about this? Who else can I share this with? Mm -hmm. We focus on the people who aren't moving with us.
1: You guys, and and the thing that I'm really picking up on this in this conversation is like, you either see the opportunity or you see the pain in the the situation that you're in. You see and feel the disappointment, right? You, You either see the opportunity for growth. You see the opportunity to learn, to extract the lesson, to try again next time, to compound the good on top of the good that is currently happening, or... You go back to that that place of, well, now there's another problem. Now I'm back at ground zero building my foundation all over again. Now I've got to start from scratch. Could you imagine if Nike did this every time their, their sales went down in a month? Can you imagine if Nike did this every time they created a running shoe that flopped? Could you imagine if Nike did this every time they created an advertisement that was supposed to be like the best advertisement in the entire world and have 16 million views and it only got 6 million views? Could you imagine if they started at rock bottom every time and said, well, should we change our name? Is it our slogan actually? Maybe it's our slogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The check mark. Fuck, we really screwed that one up. Okay, well, maybe it's athletes. Should we even be talking to athletes? Are we talking to the wrong athletes? Wait a minute, how athletic are these people that we're talking to? Could you imagine if Nike returned to rock bottom every single time something didn't go the way they projected it to go? That company would
0: have crashed and burned a long time ago. Or what if they go to rock bottom every single time that they you know, a critic comes in? Every time someone says, ooh, I didn't like this pair of shoes. Oh, my jacket got a hole in it five times after I wore. It. Oh, this blah, 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 blah. Every time that something doesn't work for someone else, they're like, aunt, let's throw the towel in on that one. Let's go back to ground zero. Doesn't happen.
1: We must be terrible at this. We must not know how to do this right. People don't love us. But forget love. People don't even like us. Check out this email see how mad this man is about his shoes. Let's quit. Right. And we see every problem as monumental and we see every single thing as something that we've got to fix in order to get better. But you guys, it's just a shift in your perspective. It's a power pivot.
0: We're so used to magnifying the problem. Can you imagine what would happen if we magnified the greatness? That's the power pivot here magnify the greatness focus on the great compound that this is how we collapse time this is how we stand in our power we keep shifting from greatness to greatness from more to more from excellence to extraordinary you can't hit extraordinary
1: if you're focused on the problem problems are down here extraordinary is up here lack is down here abundance is up here If you're always seeing the lack, you can't be in the abundance. If you're always fixing the problems, you can't be living in excellence. So many women are like, we want that. I want that. I'm ready for this. Well, stop looking at the problem and start looking up. Stop waiting for your shit to burn and start seeing what's working. Start seeing everything in your world that exists for you to stack on, to compound the good
0: on the good on the good on the good. This is rising without the ashes, and this is where the magic lies, okay? This is the magic starting point, because what happens for most women when we get to the place where there is no problem? We're like, okay, yeah, you know, going back to that energy, things are good. This is when we decide, like, okay, I'm going to stop investing in myself. You know, I don't need that business coach. I don't need that course. I don't need that help. I don't need anything, because, like, now I'm caught up. Now there's no problem. I don't need to go to marriage counseling anymore because now my relationship's good. That's such a huge one, right? Or I'll go to therapy when I'm going through something, or I'll
1: meditate when I'm
0: super stressed out. We're willing to dive into our own work. We're willing to like do the shadow work. We're willing to like do the unsex work. We're willing to like do the work until we get to this place. We're like, oh, there's no problem anymore, and that's where we stop this is your biggest fucking mistake. This is the biggest fucking mistake because we stop here when we're like, there is no problem. Guess what happens when there's no problem? When there is absence of problem, you just get to accelerate. There's nothing to fix. You just get to grow and grow and grow. That's when you collapse time. That's when you make the quantum leaps because it's just stacking, 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 stacking more, 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 more. This is the space you want to be in. This is the space where you really want to be investing in yourself. This is the space where you want to tap into your next level of power when there are no problems to be fixing. When there are no problems to be fixing.
1: And this is like, like Jack doesn't mean, okay, I'll get everything in my life. Good. And then I'll take this step. It's literally a shift in perspective. There are good things in your life right now. There mm. are good things in your life right now that you're just not able to see because of the way you're used to seeing things, right? What happens when we start to see the good and good things start to happen, right? Because this happens a lot as well. Like we start to shift into this place where, we're like, yeah. I'm, I'm really good. Like I'm taking care of myself. My business is making money. I'm connecting to spirit every day. I'm working out. I'm eating healthy. My I'm thriving. Like, damn, I feel really good. These are very common questions that come up in our community because we get to this place where we have like this massive, 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 massive juncture in our lives as women, where all of a sudden we are at this juncture where we feel like we are going to rise above other people if we keep going and it gets really uncomfortable for us, okay? So this is where self-sabotage patterns become like meet 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 right we start to make decisions based on staying comfortable but not only for ourselves but for other people as well right so this is when we fear success what happens if i keep getting busier than this i this has happened to me so many times what happens if I keep getting more successful? Well, I might my, my schedule is going to be busier. It's going to pull me away from my kids. It means I might have to work on weekends. Will I have to work into the evenings. Is my husband going to like that? Will my kids start to miss me? People were going to start to think I'm a terrible mother. All of a sudden we're on this brink of massive success and all these fears about the success start to come in. And at this juncture, we either choose to lean into that and to trust and to go and to keep moving towards excellence. Or we say like, oh, no, 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 no. Right. I, I,
0: I can't. This is where we shift from the fear of what if it doesn't work to what if it works? What if it works and all the things that come along with it? What if I make more money than my family? What if I make more money than my partner? What if what if it works and then all of a sudden I can't deliver? What if it works and then I don't have time? What if it works and then all of a sudden you shifted your energy from what? What if it doesn't work and all the problems that come along with that to See how the self-sabotage comes in here? You're creating problems that don't even exist. And then you're sitting there wondering, Why isn't the universe showing up for me? Why am I not able to manifest? Why am I not growing? Why am I not like in my power here? Because no matter where you are, no matter if it's working or not working, you're still looking at the problem. You're still looking at the
1: problem. What if I leave people behind? What if I start to trigger people at this level? What if people are expecting more than I can give? Right? And we start to. focus our attention on the problem rather than saying, you know what? What if this means I get to bring everyone with me? What if this means I get to create this legacy for our family that becomes the story we all tell? What if I'm teaching my kids to, to create the vision for their lives and to fucking believe in it? What if I'm literally part of this shift of the new paradigm of woman that doesn't feel responsible to fix everything, but builds a better world for every single person in it. It's this simple shift of no longer being willing to see the problem, no longer being willing to see what's not working more than what could more than what is. Right? You guys rising without the ashes means that you don't have to end up at rock bottom. You don't have to end up on the floor and say, well, now what? I loved your example so much of marriage counseling. And my husband and I did this for a long time. Like we would go to marriage counseling consistently every other week while we were going through a rough patch. And as soon as the rough patch, like forget that the rough patch was even like over, there would be times that we would, we would be like, oh, we don't, we probably don't need to go today. Like, I don't have anything to talk about. Do you have anything to talk about? And he'd be like, no. I'd be like, no. We'd be like, oh, but we should probably go because the appointment's in two hours and whatever. Okay. Meet you there. I'll meet you there. And then we would get there and we would sit down and our, our counselor would be like, so what are we talking about today? Like, how are you guys doing? And we would like, look at each other and like giggle and be like, ha I don't even know what are we talking about? An hour later, be like blah, 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 talking about all of these things that didn't feel like problems but made us better and better and better because we allowed ourselves to communicate about what more we could do for each other. It was like we we didn't see this big explosive problem, but we got talking. We we saw each other, we heard each other, and it allowed our marriage to grow exponentially because we we weren't sitting there in the chairs focused on this massive problem. There, there was nothing to fix in those moments. It was just like, how could we make this even better and even better? And we still go. Like we still go when each one of us is it like remembers or feels the pull. Like my husband goes by himself. I go by myself when there's nothing particular to fix, but we just feel like we want to continue to support the fucking incredible love that we have allowed each other to cultivate and to be in.
0: You guys, my expertise with our like two to one clients, when clients come into our world, I'm like. Here for the breakthroughs. And so often clients will come to our session like, there's nothing I feel like I'm leaking energy around. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling in my power. Like, what are we going to do today? And I'm like, this is me. And I'm like, ooh, yes. Like, bring it to me. When it's like, when there's nothing to dig up, when there's a, not a problem, guess the breakthroughs that happen on those calls are like mind blowing. They are so next level because then you get to tap in the, into the breakthroughs, then you get to tap into the work that you can't see yet. That goes beyond where your mind can take you. Beyond where your mind can take you is when you tap into the potential realm, when you call your desires in. This, again, you guys, like back to like, this is where the magic happens. And like Rob said earlier, it's not like, okay, wait till there's no problems to like get started, to go all in. But knowing that that's not the place to stop. You know, so often we get to this place, we're like, it's good. And then we're like, we're kind of at this plateau. What happened to your energy when you felt things were good? Your energy plateaued. Mm-hmm. The universe just didn't plateau on I mean, you. Your energy plateaued. You chose that that was enough. You didn't choose to keep rising. You didn't choose constant growth, constant evolution. It's like learning to be a better version of yourself.
1: Exactly. Without trying to fix the same problem over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So what happens when we get to this stage? What happens when we get to this stage of okay? Like I no longer require the ashes to rise. I no longer stand for letting it burn before it becomes. I see the good. I am willing to see the good. That's the standard for my life is that I see the good. I look up. I don't look down anymore. I'm not staring at the ground, trying to find crumbs to pick up or or toys to grab off the ground. I'm looking up. I'm seeing the love right? I'm seeing the opportunity, the abundance that exists around me. What happens when we get to this stage? Well, we allow ourselves to have the success. We allow ourselves to make the money. We allow ourselves to invest in ourselves. We allow ourselves to receive the love. We allow ourselves to accept help. We allow ourselves to connect with spirit, right? Because we're not afraid of what happens after that we're not afraid of people judging us for making too much we're not afraid of people judging us for being too woo we're not afraid of people being embarrassed or or feeling too small by our level of success right we are in our power at this point when we rise with the out the ashes we are in our power and when we're in our power we can compound good on good on good to great to great to excellence to excellence Right. And this is when we shift
0: from seeing the problem to
1: living in potential.
0: When you're fully activated in your power, that question of how dissolves. There's trust. There's knowing that you just get to build on top of the things that you've already built. You get to have that more on top of more on top of more and doesn't require you to figure it out. Again, if you need to know the how before you make a move, guess where you're limiting yourself. You're limiting yourself to what you know. You're limiting yourself to what you could possibly make happen. There's no room for co-creation there. There's no room room for the magic of the universe. There's no room for you to be mind blowing because you're only going where this can take you. Mm -hmm. Make that next move. Allow your energy to lead.
1: Because the thing about this,
0: you guys, is that when
1: you're asking yourself how, you're in your mind. And your power doesn't live in your mind, right? It lives in your woman, your life force energy in your womb, your pussy desires, your heart center. It comes from your essence, right? But when you're asking yourself how you're in your mind, if your mind was your power source, you would have all of the answers for the rest of eternity. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even need to live because if your mind was your power source, it would be able to calculate everything that you're trying to calculate in this moment. That would be your power, but it's not, right? Your power is that you're a living You're living the answers. You're living the answers moment to moment to moment. And when you're out of your power, you're trying to look for the answers up here. But people ask us this all the time. How do you do it? Yeah, we live from here. We boss from here. We sex from here. We We money from here. Everything comes from here. And the minute we go up here, we call each other on it. Hey, you're in your head and get out of your head and I don't want to go in your head. So get me out of your head. And we call each other on it time after time after time, because we know a move from here is not a power
0: move. And we only stand for power moves. We have energetic check-ins. We check in with ourselves, with each other, with our clients. Am I in my power right now? If I'm choosing to rise in my power, is this a choice that I would make? Is this not a choice I would make? We question ourselves. We question our moves. And then we make those power pivots. You guys, I'm so excited to see so many of you guys inside the Fem Power Principles. We started yesterday with the pre-work and in two hours, we are going live for the start of this course. The things that we're talking about today, you guys, rising from more to more, stacking more to more, ditching that martyr energy. We're gonna go deeper. We're giving you the seven principles to truly harness your power as a woman inside that course. If this is the type of work you are ready for, come inside. If you have this like butterfly hell yes feeling inside you right now, like allow your energy to lead.
1: Mm -hmm. This is
0: where you make the power moves. This is where you get to choose the power pivot.
1: Yeah. You guys, this is going to help you stop seeing the problems and to, to really allow yourself to shift into that different world of being able to see the good, to harness your own power from within a couple of things. So Jack mentioned that the pre-work dropped. The pre-work was a recorded visualization that I did to help you see where you're leaking your power currently in your own life. And the visualization was really cool. Like a very powerful up close and personal with yourself to see like, so you could admit to yourself, which is so powerful in itself. Like where, where are we giving our power away right now? right? It's in the little moments that you can't see right now where you give your power away constantly, constantly, constantly. And then we had a workbook of journal prompts, 44 journal prompts to really help you understand the capacity of your power. If you imagine the power is a ball within you, and you can do this exercise with yourself following our masterclass. If you feel your power within you and you feel it as this little ball of energy Feel where it lives in your body right now. When I'm in my power, my energy is so expansive. That little ball is like, it's not little. It is like in everything I do. It's like an entire magnetic field around me. My power is our power, your power, all of our power is what makes us magnetic to the rest of the world because the universe is attracted to it. When we're in our power, the universe knows we can hold everything that we're calling in more clients, new programs, opportunities, money, love. If you are closed off, if your power is shut down, you cannot receive any of these things because you've got this like brick wall protecting yourself literally from everything that you desire. When you're not in your power, you're too busy protecting and fixing and like, Ah, hiding from the next problem. Okay. So yesterday's pre-work so powerful. If you're like, I don't even know when to step into my power because I feel like I don't even know where to start. Yesterday was the start.
0: Okay. You guys, that's just the pre-work. Imagine what's going to happen inside this live container. Seven days, seven days alive with us in our energy on live training, seven principles about harnessing your own energy.
1: Yeah. You guys, we're so excited about this program. These seven principles have changed our lives over and over again. You know, if they're for you and if you want them, come and get them. It's going to be the most incredible seven days of all time. For those of you who are in there, prepare to have your minds blown. Everyone in your world is going to see your shift. It's not just for you. It's literally everyone is going to feel it. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to experience your ripple effects. This micro shift, this perspective shift, being willing to see the good and to stop looking for the problems. This is enough to change the way that you live your life day to day, moment to moment, moment to moment. So start here. You guys let this be the way that you begin to
0: live in your power as a woman. Here's the thing about power. You guys, we're not like coming in in these seven days. I'm like, Bestowing the power on you, you already have this power within you. And no matter if you've been giving it away, if you've been leaking energy, if you've been leaking your power, you have the ability in these seven days to shift, to find it, to cultivate it, to harness it, to bring it to the surface. It's inside of you. It's not possible for it to not exist for you. It's not possible that it has disappeared. So, we are going to teach you how to rise in your power, how to bring this power to the surface how to expand within it.
1: Love all of you. Thank you so much for joining us. STEM Power Principles goes live this afternoon, you guys. You can join us up until Monday inside of that container. Have the most beautiful day and, and look up from here, you guys. Look up. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise.
0: And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at forthewildfem so we can give you a shout-out.
1: Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang, so come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes, or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Femme podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay so you can pay whatever you like, $11, $33, or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage. Every single month, we also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.